So our special guest today is Susan Rogers. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. That's wonderful. It's our pleasure to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Susan, and how you got started writing. Well, um, I've been writing, actually, I've been storytelling more than writing since I was a kid. I used to make up stories and tell my dolls and my toys. Um, And I probably started writing them down when I was a little bit older in high school and college and so on. Um, I'm from uh, Massachusetts in New England, and I now live in Florida, where it's a heck of a lot warmer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and much nicer weather. So um, we moved here about five years ago. And um, I'm a psychic medium. So I um, kind of got started writing weird things because weird things happened to me. And they were just part of my life all the time yeah. since I was a child. So that's kind of how I got into it. Brilliant. So what drew you to the horror genre specifically? Was it to do with being a psychic medium? Um, I think it was. I think that was part of it. Um, I think that um, another part of it was that when I was very little, um, till I was a teenager, my great-grandfather, who was kind of the Irish storyteller type used to tell me all kinds of stories and he used to tell me the the um the folk tales from Ireland a lot of which were very dark and very creepy stories about the banshee and uh, yeah. other um leprechauns and so on he had one favorite that he used to threaten all the children with and that was the doodlebug that the doodlebug would get you if you don't watch out um yeah so he was i think he 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 really started me on my path to exploring um what lay in that kind of horror weird other realm yeah that was part of my life yeah, yeah. So how do you get you how do you get the ideas for your stories? They just kind of they just kind of pop into my head. Um a lot of times um I'll just see something as I'm walking or uh watching television or a movie and I'll just see a scene or a, or just an image and this storyline will pop into my head. And I have to make sure I write them down. Yeah. Sometimes dreams, sometimes, you know, uh, a line from a book I'm reading or um, just a phrase or an image or anything. Um, just the story will just pop into my head. I have a whole notebook full of those little um, ideas that, that I get. And I take them as my inspiration and use those for the stories. Fantastic. It's kind, of, kind of like down downloading from the universe, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> so are any of the plots or any of your characters, are they sort of like inspired by your own experiences or your own fears? Um, definitely my own experiences. Um a lot of I because I'm a psychic and also I have to um, interact with a lot of spirits. Um, they're they're always around me, so I have to be able to 
tell which are the good ones and which are the not so good ones and kind of be able to control them. So a lot of that plays into what I write, um, how I interact uh, with the spirits and the ghosts because they're always around me. How do you deal with that, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I have to I have to really learn I I learned very early to set very real limits. I have to be in control um, because if you're not if you don't take control, uh, they will take control of you. So it's yeah. kind of like possession um, but not really possession. They're not taking over your whole body and controlling you. They're just always at you. They want to be recognized. They want somebody to know they're there. Uh, they miss being alive. Yeah. Um, and and they want someone to just understand. They don't want to be forgotten. I think that's the biggest thing. They don't want to be forgotten. Yeah, so, I think that's... Um, you have that's... to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the uh, the main thing everybody thinks about, isn't it? That 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 they don't want to be forgotten. Yes, yes, it's very important to them. It's critical. Um, so you have to learn to say to them as the psychic, you have to learn to set barriers and say, okay, now is not the time. I will talk to you later, you know, stick around, I'll, I'll come back. But right now I'm busy and I don't have, you know, the time to let you come to me right now. So you have to really learn how to do that. Yeah, so it's it's like you're trying not to let it take over your life. Yes, exactly. It's like dealing with a child almost. Yeah. Setting boundaries. So do you add that into your stories quite a lot? <laughs> Um, sometimes I do. Um, I would say most of my stories, probably 90% of the stories I write, um, are speculative and have some kind of magical realism or some kind of spirit, um, in them. Um, then not everything I write is, is, uh, real horror. Um, yeah. but it's, it, they are definitely full of the magic that's all around us. So how do you so yeah so how do you pace a horror story to maximize the scares um depending on whether I'm writing a short story or a longer fiction um will really uh, determine how I set the pace but um I like for my stories, for it to be um, thought-provoking. So I want to give the reader um, some good descriptions. I want to make them feel and see what I'm feeling and seeing as I write. I want yeah. to give them those clues and those descriptions. And so probably I start out a little slower because I'm really setting the scene for the reader and then I try to pick up the pace as we get into the story so that by the middle of the story, things are starting to feel pretty creepy. Um, yeah. And then, you know, of course, the climax um, towards the end gets really fast. So what's been the most difficult story or scene that you've ever had to write? Um, 
I think uh, it's, I wrote a story about my mother. My mother and I didn't have a great relationship, um, but I had to write a story about my mother just because I needed to work through that. And um, that was very difficult for me to write because I didn't want to come off being um, angry or distressed about her. Yeah. Um, So to get that relationship just right and to get the emotions right and to guide the, the words so that the reader understood those emotions, um, and how that worked out and how that played out. That was very difficult because it was very personal. So I think the more personal the subject is, the more difficult it is for me to write. That's right. I find the same as well. It gets hard, doesn't it? Yes. You do struggle. Yes. You do struggle with the words of how to describe scenes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's... I just want to make sure... Yeah, of course. Um, I just want to say you want just you just want to make sure that the reader comes away with um, the thoughts that you want them to to and not not your as I said not your anger and not your distress, but that you really give them the story, the emotions that you want them to feel through the story. Um, yeah, that's right. Without putting your your distress in the middle of it. Yeah. So what's the hardest part of writing a book in the horror genre, do you think? Um, I think the hardest part of writing the book is keeping it, for me, keeping it realistic. Because for me, when I read a horror story, the more realistic it is, the more likely it is that it really could happen. That's what makes it scary for me. Um, not that, you know, some of these other stories that that are um, horrific can't be scary. But if I think that it could happen, that makes it really, really scary. And, and the, the one, the example that I always fall back on, it's a very old movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Psycho, did you? Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie, Psycho? I have, yeah. Yeah. So... After I saw that movie, I was probably in my late teens or early 20s, and I was never taking a shower in my house alone if there was nobody else home. (laughs) Um, It just was, (laughs) it was just the possibility of it really happening. That's what scared me. And that's what made it so real to me and so scary. And that's what I try to put into my books when I write. That something could really, it could happen. It could happen. It's real. It it could happen. Um, I think it's happened a few times, hasn't it, in the past? Because yeah. of that film. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's, it's really scary. Good to think of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very scary. So how do you create your characters? Um. I think my characters are probably um, a a jumble of different people I know. Um, So I'll take, if whatever the characteristic, the main characteristic is, 
of the person I'm trying to write, the character I'm trying to create, um, I think about who in my life has some of that characteristic. And I kind of merge that all together, take from different people I know and, mm. and kind of smush them all together and make the character. Um, it's interesting because I, I was a, um, a social worker for most of my life. And so I met a lot of people with a lot of different personalities and a lot of um, dysfunctional personalities. So there are a lot, they have a lot of store to draw from when I'm creating a character. Yeah, I, can, I can imagine being a social worker, you met all sorts of one from one scale to the other, really, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. So what's what do you think's your most popular book? Um, the first book I wrote, I've I've written two books and about I've had about 20 short stories published. The first book was I think very popular because it was a local book to where I lived and it was nonfiction. Um it was about a ghost and a ghost who came to me and introduced himself and and kind of clung to me. He he was kind of like always around. I he came to me in a bar, a local bar in the town where I lived, and um, what happened was that as he as we became more familiar with each other and he told me things about his life, I went and searched research those things so I could yeah. prove I found where he lived. I found when he lived. I found his relatives. I knew I could prove that he really lived and that the things that he told me really happened. So then when I wrote the book and I really promoted it as a local ghost story, the people from home, from the town, they just, they just, ate it up they just wanted it all they just loved it they wanted another one they wanted to know every time i saw somebody they'd say hey how's norman which was the ghost's name or what's norman up to or we i'd be in a bar or, or a restaurant and somebody would come and say hey is norman here now so he became quite quite a popular character quite a popular figure more than me everybody wants to know about norman Bless you. They all wanted to know about Norman, but not me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So have you got any exciting projects that you're working on at the moment that you're excited about? Um, I ha I do have a couple. I have um with my publisher, of course, which is Psychotoxin Press and Christopher. Um, we've been working on some anthologies. Um, some themed anthologies, and um, we're doing one on tarot, um, which is always exciting to me because I am, am a tarot reader. I love reading tarot cards. Um, yeah. So that will be fun to write those stories. Um, I'm also working on another um, horror, horror story right now that I hope to have ready to for publication early next year. And it's, um, it's a possession story. It's about... Um, a woman who finds a noose in a in a house and she tries to discover the why the noose is there and what the history of the noose was and whether you know it was ever used and quickly comes to realize that there is 
a being trapped inside the noose. And that being wants to get out. And the only way they can get out is by bringing her in, exchanging places. So it's, it's, it's coming along quite nicely and it's pretty creepy. It sounds it's very, very scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a fantastic book. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, so those are my two big projects at the moment. That's fantastic. I hope they do really well for you. I mean, the book sounds amazing. Thank and you. the uh, tarot, tarot card, are you working on any particular tarot card or is it the whole anthology? Um. I I have chosen to write about the judgment card. That that will be my assignment, writing judgment, yes. Which I think opens a whole lot of possibilities. Great. And when will that be coming out for you? I think I think the plan is to publish that early next year also. Brilliant. So you're gonna be quite busy then over the next few months. It will be. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Lovely. So what advice would you give to um, aspiring writers who want to break into the horror genre? Um, I, I think that, that probably the best thing that I can tell a new writer is they need to read. They need to read a lot. And especially, I think they need to read the classics, um, the horror classic. So, you know, the the um, Poe and and um, Stevenson and Le Fanon and, you know, some very old masters and some current masters, because I really do think that those stories have become classic and those authors have become masters because of what they wrote. They've, you know, they've been around for a very long time. Um, there's, there are reasons why, you know, Frankenstein is still a scary story to people, and and it's always, you know, it's it's people know it's it's a horror classic. There's there are reasons for that. Um, I think I would also um, tell new writers because I see this a lot, and and unfortunately, I think it's it's very sad, but. I think that new writers have kind of grabbed onto the theme that um, I don't have to follow the rules. Rules are made to be broken. And my advice to them is you need to learn the rules and how to follow them before you decide you have the right to break them. If you don't know what the rules are, you know, if you, you think you're breaking them, but but you're just making a mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I, I I that would be another thing I would suggest. And then probably the last thing is to become a member of a writing community to to get to know other writers and and um, get some support from other writers. That's very important. It is very important um, to get the support, isn't it? Really, because. <laughs> You know, it's it's always nice to have a networking group and also the support of other people that can help you along and you can help them along. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I belong to two or three different writing groups and it's very, it's been very helpful for me. 
That's right. I mean, they're friendly as well, aren't they? The horror community yeah. as a whole is very friendly. They're quite approachable. Yes. So. Yes, absolutely. So where can we find your books then? Um, my The book that I just had released in September um, is, is titled Death in the Cards, and that is available on Amazon. Um, I think that there are still a couple of um, hardcover signed and numbered editions available on the publisher's website, and that would be Psychotoxin Press. Um, but for the most part, it's available on Amazon. Unless you live in the Tampa Bay area and you can buy one from me personally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and my my first book, Uncovering Norman, um, is also available on Amazon as well. That's available on Amazon yeah. as well. Yes, yes. That would be a very interesting I, read. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a website and um, it's, it's just my name it's www.susanerogers.com and I have on my website I have a list of all of my publications the short stories and so on and everything that's available online has a link so that um, somebody can go click the link and read it online most of them are free to read and the the uh, magazines online um, and then there are other links to um, anthologies and books that can be purchased uh, usually from Amazon as well on my website that's fantastic well thank you for your time Susan it's been amazing uh, it's been a right pleasure having you on thank you I, I really enjoyed talking with you I you know it's been great fun you're very